0: A uh-huh. to fight for me. Come on, church. Lost. together strange neighbors our blood is one children of generations of every nation is kingdom they come so don't let your heart be troubled
1: As we were singing, I just overwhelmed thinking that um, each person in this room, I hope you know your value and your worth and your importance to God. And as we enter into a time of communion, and communion's on your chair, I believe the Holy Spirit this morning would desire you to know your worth. That if and I believe this is true um, anybody that's hearing my voice in the room online that if you were the only person to have lived you were worth Jesus body and his blood on the cross and as I look at your faces I see I see Scotty I see Emily I see Wendy I see the people that Jesus went to the cross for. And he says, know your worth because you are valuable and you were worth his blood and his body. So just for 10 seconds, I'm going to be quiet and I want you guys to ponder your worth and value to God and what he did for you. scripture tells us that um, when Jesus was having supper with his disciples he he took the bread and he broke it and he blessed it and prayed over it and he told his disciples that this is my body that will be broken for you it and as he passed it to his disciples he told them that this is my blood that's shed for you but there's sometimes a component we miss there it is the blood of the new covenant that covers and washes away our sins because sometimes we we take communion but we still carry our sin so as you drink the juice today remember that that is a sign of God's new covenant And you don't have to carry that sin anymore because that bloodshed was the price paid for you church you are loved you are valued you are worth it you matter and the creator of the entire universe did that for you
0: Alright church, we're not gonna stop this energy yet. We're gonna praise the Lord. If you could just stand up. Let's lift up a shout to the Lord. We're gonna lift his name high. Come on, Church. Sending you
2: Well, good morning, church. How is everybody? Come on. Wasn't worship amazing this morning?
0: Yes. All
1: right. Well, we're glad you guys are here. If you're not here, we're glad you guys are online. There ah, and There's the lights. Now you can see us. Come on. Uh, so... I think Josh is going to lead us in our tithe and offering moment, but we are super glad you guys are here.
2: Yeah, awesome. So I just want to lead you guys through a story this morning, um, starting in Matthew 14. It's just Jesus, um, just after he had found out about um, his dear cousin, John the Baptist's death. He's trying to go into a private place, you know, to to mourn. And this annoying crowd just keeps following him for some reason. Um, So Matthew 14 says, um, As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is such a remote place, and it's already getting late. Um, Send the crowds away so they can go into the villages and buy themselves some food. But Jesus turns around with his one of, you know, his one-liners, He said, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. You're like, okay, first of all, um, hello, Jesus, (laughs) Messiah, Son of God. You know, (laughs) if I was a disciple in that time, I'd be going like, why does he keep doing this to us? (laughs) goodness. You know, but um, John actually records something miraculous. Um, And it talks, John 6, 9. It says, Andrew, Peter's brother, comes and says, Here's a boy with five barley loaves and two fish, but how far will that go? You know, because it's just five breads, you know, two fish. Um, but Jesus said, another one-liner, have the people sit down. We, we know what happened in that story. What we need to know is why a little boy knew to trust Jesus. He's just a kid following a teacher around, you know, with a lunch pail. probably got like a tuna sandwich or something, you know, um, but he said, here, Jesus, here's my lunch. And that right there, that faith, guys, that's the faith that we're after this morning. To be able to, to look at Jesus and say, I don't know why I'm giving you my lunch, but I trust you with it. Amen. I'm trusting you with my lunch. Amen. That right there is a kingdom-building faith. And so Second Corinthians 9-7 says, each of you should give what, is what you have decided in your heart to give not reluctantly or under compulsion, for the Lord loves a cheerful giver. Let me just encourage you this morning that if God can turn five and two into a multitude, what more can he do with your offering this morning? Come on, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you for everybody here this morning. Thank you for worship, God. Thanks for opening up the heavens. We praise you, Lord Jesus. In your name we pray.
1: Amen. So you guys know, if you're never here, you can join us for Interactive Church. You can see everything about the church. There's message notes. There's everything in the Church Center app. And you can search for Living Stones there. So we are glad you're here. Those are the ways to get connected. The other thing we'd love to do is if there's anybody that's new, first, second, third time guest, and they haven't gotten connected yet, right behind the sound booth, you saw the welcome area. We would love for you to fill out a card as a new guest, and we have a VIP guest or gift for you. So don't miss out on that. And I think Josh has a couple of announcements for us this morning.
2: Yes, sir. Where's the youth? Youth group this Tuesday. Um, there's a parent meeting right after to church today for anybody um, who has a kid going into sixth grade. Um, so be sure to attend that. Um, Thursday, sisterhood. Where all the women. Come on. Um, Saturday men's breakfast. Be sure to go to that. Where are all the men? Come on. Let's go. Um, Mexico.
1: In Mexico. So before we go to Mexico, there is youth next Tuesday. This coming Tuesday, VBS, which we'll talk about in a minute, is coming the following week. So there will be no youth that week because our incredible youth are actually going to be serving at VBS. So they'll be one week off, but they'll still be here doing something and pouring into the generation behind them. Uh, TCM, a couple things about TCM. First of all, TCM is Tijuana Christian Mission in Mexico. If you guys have not heard of that before, there is an information meeting. If anybody is interested to go on a mission trip to Mexico immediately after church, there is an information meeting that you do need to attend if you're interested in going. That will be right in this room. So if you're interested in going, be a part of that. Another thing that's going on with TCM is they have asked us to partner because everybody knows, same in the US, kids have been out of school for a year and a half. But just like in the US, kids are going back to school this fall in Mexico. And there are a lot of needs. There are needs for school supplies. There are needs for uniforms and shoes and all the things it takes to go back to school. And imagine us, I, I'm looking at Tanya and Abel because you know, they send six of them to school. But imagine sending like 85 of them to school and what it takes to get all those school supplies and all those resources to send them. So what we've done is we partner with them, and you'll see on the back wall, if you didn't see it coming in, we have partnered with them where there's a card that's been created for each child with their picture on it. And you can grab one of those cards because it has a list of the supplies they need for school. So you get to be not only a prayerful part of their lives, but a practical part of their lives in grabbing one of those cards. You just grab one of those cards. You get the school supplies that are on it And those need to be back no later than August 1st so we can get them down there before school starts. But that is such an incredible opportunity to get involved in these kids' lives. The other thing I'd encourage you is you take that card and you get those school supplies. Anybody who has kids here, involve your kids in doing that because they get to be a part of that. And then that card, I would encourage you, put it on your refrigerator. There's a name, there's a picture because you get to pray over that kid as they go into school, as they're in school, and you get to pray over every aspect of their life. And then if you go to the information meeting and this kid you're praying over, you can go down to Mexico and you can meet them and you can spend time with them. Yeah, so on. I really encourage you guys to do that. Vacation Bible School.
2: VBS <laughs> is happening. <laughs> come on. It's happening right here at, at this school. Um, we're going to need the church to show up in a huge way. We already have 100 plus. Uh, sorry, we're going to need 100 plus volunteers. We have so many kids, guys. Please, if you want to serve, we would love to have you.
1: And VBS is here, I think, Kate, there's probably an information meeting, it's here, it's from 5.30 to 7.30 every night next week, not this coming week, next week, 5.30, 8.30, sorry. We need lots of volunteers. Also remember, this is a great outreach, because there are kids coming not just from our church, there are kids coming from the community, and when we think about outreach, and when we think about reaching out beyond ourselves and our community, sometimes one of the greatest ways and windows into a family to share the gospel with them is through their kids, I think there's so many stories in churches where a family's in church and know Jesus because their kids came to Owana or VBS oh. or something like that. So don't miss that. Um, this is exciting. Church baptisms. I think we're doing it a little bit different um, date than we originally announced, but at the Menifee Swim Club, which is actually a really cool pool because it's a pool that's a beach that's right. with actual real beach sand. It's awesome. <laughs> so I kid you not, it's real beach sand. On July 25th, that's a Sunday, we are going to do, what are we doing? We're doing beach day and baptisms at that Menifee pool. If you want to sign up to be baptized, let us know. Get signed up to be baptized. But it's not just for people being baptized. Everybody's invited because we get to celebrate these declarations of faith that will happen. And we get to do it at the beach in warmer water without the waves. You can even dabble your toes in the sand.
2: (laughs) My turn. Yeah, so um, we love getting connected with you guys. So if you don't have the Church Center app, I really recommend getting that app. We do everything on there. Um, well, all of our connect groups and such, um, you can literally find anything you need about the church on that app. So please download that. Um, and with that,
1: we're going to invite Pastor Justin up. But before we do that, the worship band, give them a hand of applause because they are awesome, and I'm giving this guy a hug.
3: Let's try it again. Ready? How's everybody doing today? Good. There we go. It's working now. It's working now. Oh my goodness. Good morning, church. Look at the person next to you. And say, "Man, you're good looking." Good. Ooh, you are good looking. Thank you. Thank you. Just water to my soul. There, Pete. I love you, bro. So good. Welcome to church, everybody. I'm so excited. I'm gonna try and keep this service within three hours. Um, we'll see what we can do. I can't promise anything. We might go to six. Stuff might get crazy. I'm just saying. If you don't believe me, ask my, uh, ask our team this morning. I kind of, I, I took a three or five minute meeting and turned it into a half hour sermon. So anything could happen. Amen. All right. How's the people online doing? Let's see. We got a few people online. Dante is loving on the people in Interactive Church. I love that. We've got uh, Sunny Hassler. Uh, Casey, she says, awesome job, by the way. My my mother-in-law, she said you did amazing up there. Um, Looking so good, oh my goodness, Tony, Brandy Berry, love you man, the Jaramillos, love you guys, Dorothy Faragonon, oh my goodness, we have such a good online church too, I just love everybody, Misty, are you, where are you at, are, you said you're double dipping, is she here, no, okay, or she's just not saying, it. she's like, I'm not talking in front of everybody, get out of here, what are you going to do to me? Anyway, awesome. I'm so glad you guys are online. If you'd like today, um, you know, I know since we've come inside, some of you are like, I can't get online to the Bible app to do that stuff. Is that anybody? You're like, there's like no service in here. If you want, write this down. I'm going to give you the password to the Wi-Fi. Are you ready? I'm going to give you the password to the Wi-Fi so you can use your Bible app. I know some people were missing that. So go on to the Wi-Fi. You'll see the MVUSD Wi-Fi. This is going to make it really easy for you already. The username is that what it is? What's it called? Oh, yeah, it is that. Yeah, it's it's a mvusd is the username and the password is mvusd mvusd twice. So keep it easy, right? Keep it easy. That'll make it where you can get back on the Bible app while you're in here. I know that that is a lot of people like doing that. I like doing that. There's lots of cool stuff on there. Everybody get on there. mvusd guest. Username, sorry, I apologize. Password is MVUSD, mvsd. It'll take you to your browser so that you can put in the username and password there. All right. And while you're doing that, for anybody else that wants to get on the Bible app to do stuff, you can go on a version Bible app. You can look up Livingstones Church in the Events tab. So if you go down to the bottom, push More, then click on Events, and then look up Living Stones Church from wherever you are. I believe we're still the only Living Stones Church on there. We'll see if anybody else catches on. But while we're doing that, where are my paper Bible people at? We got some paper Bibles in the house today? Oh, we got some good ones. I like that one. That one's pretty. We got a blue one back there. Oh, yeah, that one's good. I like that. Good stuff. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be a good day. Are we ready? Go ahead and turn your Bibles to First Peter chapter 2, verse 4. First Peter chapter 2, verse 4. Does anybody remember the, the story of the three little pigs? Got a few people remember that story. You haven't heard it in a while, right? The three little pigs, and, and uh, they're, they're, they're trying to run from the big bad wolf. You remember that? Oh, my goodness. I remember when my, my eight-year-old, when he was only like two or three, he was reading that book in his room. as was the cutest thing ever. And the big bad wolf goes, <laughs> <laughs> he's blowing in the book. It was awesome. But the, the three little pigs, you've got the, the one pig who builds his house out of straw and the the, the, the big bad wolf comes over and just blows it right over, right? And then, then they all go running to the next house that's built out of sticks and have the same experience and, until they get to the one that's built out of bricks, right? And they, they get to that solid house, and then they're dancing and enjoying that. Who's ready for a season when we're going to walk into a house that we don't have to worry if it's going to fall down? Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but 2020 and and big, big portion of 2021, it meant, it felt like everything was falling down around us. The the big huffs and puffs and blowing your house in, right? And so I wanted to get into the message this morning, and and uh, you know what, we gotta we gotta love Jesus. Don't. Do you, does anybody love Jesus in this house? Ah, <sighs> that Jesus, man, he's, he's just so awesome. He, he he interrupted everything and changed my whole series that we were going to do. And if you were watching online last week or if you joined us out in the hot sun for 4th of July, um, we, uh, I, I, had, I had this whole series planned called Run. It was going to be awesome about running your race and doing what God called you to do. And I had all this stuff planned. And then at 3 o'clock on the 4th of July, God wants to wake me up in the morning and say, I don't want you to teach that. I want you to teach something completely different. And so I was like, all right, Lord. And I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you in a couple of hours when I wake up. He wasn't cool with that. He's like, no, we're going to do this now. And so at 3 o'clock in the morning, I started writing up everything. And we're going to start this new series called Built. Built. Did we get that thing up there? There you go. Kind of. Uh, built. It says bringing a vision to life underneath there. If you can't read that. Um, built. I, I, and Chelsea was like, do you know that you spelled built wrong? I was like, yes, I know that I spelt built wrong. It just looks cooler like that. I like it that way, right? Um, I actually have a, a motorcycle helmet that has the same same, similar logo called built like that. And so I'm excited to just talk to you about the vision of what God is going to be doing in this house. Are you ready? Somebody say I'm ready. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if we can handle this today because it's going to be good. Tell your neighbor it's going to be good. All right, First Peter. For those of you that wondered where the name Living Stones came from, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4 says, You are coming to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honor. Verse 5, And you are living stones. Somebody say, You are living stones. And you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priests. Through the the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices to please God. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you so much. God, that you care about your church, that you love your church, that you love us, that we are your church. And Lord Jesus, we just invite you into this place today. Holy Spirit, rock our world. Lord, help change us from the inside out. Let's see the fullness of what you want to do. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. You know... Ah, do you ever just get busy? Does anybody get busy? Oh, my goodness. You get busy and you forget stuff. Is, is that anybody else in here? Like, I get so busy, I forget things. You know, I, I went to a conference this week, and, and uh, I invited a newer gentleman from our church to come with me, right? And, and I, I had my two boys with me. You guys got to forgive me. I've been a single dad all week long, just me and my two boys, and I'm going crazy. Are you with me? I'm just going crazy, right? I, I had somebody come fix my air conditioner and it wasn't broken. Come on, somebody, right? Like, I'm just going crazy. Are you with me? Right? And, and in the middle of all this, um, I, we, we packed up to go to this conference for three days, and I packed up all the boys' stuff. Chelsea called me and reminded me of like a dozen things I needed to remember, but she forgot to remind me of one thing, and I forgot to put it in there, and I've got this brand, pretty new person coming with me, and, and he's going to stay in the room with me, and You know what I forgot? My pajamas. Awkward. Come on, right? I mean, like, you just get, does anybody get, like, forgetful? I'm just like, you're in the military, right? I'm like, yeah, me too. Okay, so we're good. We're good, right? Like, don't have to, you understand what skivvies are? All right, we're good, you know? And it was this whole thing, I'm like, oh. And and it was funny, because he went to the restroom, and I'm looking through my thing, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I forgot my my pajamas. And and my my eight-year-old son, he says, Dad. Just go with it. Just go with it. No one's, it's going to be, it's going to be fine. Just go with it. Come on, somebody say, just go with it. Just go with it. You know what? God's got a plan for this church. And I want to tell you, I've gotten busy the last, last probably year, year and a half. There's been a lot going on with COVID and all these things. And I'll be honest, the last year and a half, I feel like I've just been putting one fire out after another. Is anybody with me, right? You're not, you're not busy doing what you were supposed to do. You're busy just taking care of the things that need to get taken care of right now. Are you with me, right? And I'll be honest with you. I've been sitting in a place where I'm like, gosh, God, what am I doing wrong? What's the deal? What do we need to do to grow this church and go and touch the valley like you gave me a vision for? And he's like, you forgot to tell the people the vision. Oh, you're right. Three o'clock in the morning. You're right. I haven't been talking about the vision. We've been worrying about things that I absolutely drives me nuts. Are you with me? So who wants to talk about vision today? Come on. Let's talk about vision today. For my note takers, where are my note takers at? For my note takers, here's the first point. We, somebody say we. We are his church. Come on. Somebody say we are his church. We are his church. You know what? One of the things I loved about COVID is it took the church outside of the building. Oh, finally, for once, we figured out that the church is not the building. Oh, I've been preaching it forever because we do church in a school. Come on, somebody. Right? But a whole bunch of other pastors had to start saying, you know, the church is in a building. You know, I know we did a building fund and we did all these things to try to get this building. But the church isn't a building, is it? You are his church. I am his church. We are his church. Amen? Amen? Amen. And so quickly we forget about that. You know, there's this new song that that came out like a couple months ago um, by Elevation Church in Maverick City called Build Your Church. Has anybody heard that song? If you haven't heard that song, write it down. Go look it up on YouTube. The reason I'm so jacked up this morning is because I listened to that song over and over and over again while I was putting out signs on the street, while I was getting ready for church. I'm just like, build your church, build your church, build it from the ground up, it's your church. I'm just like getting lit. Are you with me? Oh, God, build your church. Build your church. And you know what? Him building his church is building you. Him building his church is building your faith. Him building his church is building me and building my faith. Are you with me? When we say build your church, we're not talking about a building. Guess what? When we build each other up, when we build each other up and who God says that we are, oh, the building will come. Are you with me? Are you with me? I just had somebody reach out to me recently and they showed me some land. Mm, God might be doing something. I don't know. I don't know I know he's doing something I know he's doing something I got prophesied over at the conference that uh, that a, a building and land was coming this guy didn't even know who I was didn't even know I was a, a pastor of a church that was in a school come on somebody come on somebody build your church God build your church God Proverbs 29 verse 18 says when people do not accept divine guidance they run wild but whoever obeys the law is joyful the King James Version, for some of you will recognize this a little bit better, a man without vision shall perish. Come on. Now, Pastor Chelsea, when Pastor Chelsea and I first took over this campus at the time, this was a campus for, for Center Point Church. This was the French Valley Campus, right? And, and we were a video campus. We had, we'd pull that screen all the way down, and we'd watch Pastor John up on, up on the video screen, and, and we did the best we possibly could with that. But I'll tell you something. When, when, we, when I came, I remember Pastor John said, hey, we're thinking about getting you into a tiny little building somewhere. Can, we we, we, we want to work on that. Are you ready for that? And I said, do I have a say in this? And he said, well, yeah, you're going to be the new campus pastor. What do you want to do? I said, I want to stay in the school. And he said, are you sure? Like you've got a church of 30 people that are exhausted and do not want to build a church in a school anymore. I said, yeah, but the pastor before me didn't give him any vision. You see, the Bible says that a, a man without vision will perish. Oh, yeah, I told him, I said, we're going to come in here and we're going to give them a vision. We're going to come in here and have a vision for this city and a vision for this area. I remember people were going, okay, yeah, that sounds great. Is that really what's going to happen? I said, you know what? I believe this so much. We're going to get rid of our house and we're going to move to French Valley. And we're going to show everybody that we believe in this vision. And I, do you remember that, Suzanne? Come on, you remember that? We've got a few people still left here from, from the beginning, the beginning, the beginning. Suzanne's been at this church longer than I have. I love that. Come on, somebody. Right? In the middle of all these things, God has a vision for this area. I remember driving here. I want to tell you. I remember driving up and looking up at the mountains, and God said, this is going to be the epicenter of where I want to do everything in this valley. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Because if you believe that, it will happen. It will happen. I want to tell you the things that God has done over these last few years has been insane. I was telling the, the team, I was like, you guys, just this circle of a team was larger than the church was when I got here. Come on. There was only 30 people in our church. And there was, I mean, I'm looking at this team that was that's helping set up and tear down and work hard. And it's bigger than the, than the church, the whole church was. I remember there's eight of us that would set up and tear down this whole church. The whole thing, the curtains and everything, you guys, everything. We'd get here at eight o'clock in the morning, and I'd be sweating, putting up the last thing. And as I'm stepping on stage at ten o'clock to preach, but build your church, God. Can I tell you something? The church is you. The church is you. Say, I am, the I am the church. I am the church. You know, the the church in the Bible is is Jesus's bride. Are we taking care of His bride? My my beautiful bride. She had a a, a dream a few years back, where she was in this dream, and she walked into a room and. And there was all these brides all over the place, and, and they were all disheveled. Come on. How many ladies, you remember getting married, right? You remember like 10 minutes before you're supposed to go out there, everything's just chaos in the back. You're like, oh, my gosh, we've got to get this all figured out. La, la, la. Like, where's, where's the sound guy? Where's this thing happening? Where's the flowers I ordered? Come on. Some of you are with me. Brides, it's, it's getting that bride ready, getting the bride ready. I'll be honest with you. This valley is asleep. Anybody know what I'm talking about? This valley is asleep. Some of you visited so many churches. You're like, I visited so many churches, I just couldn't find home. And then you get to this church and you're like, well, this one's a lot of work. I'd almost rather just sit at the other one. <laughs> Come on. I'm just being real with you. I got up this morning tired. I didn't want to do anything. I got I wanted to roll back over. I'm tired of being a single dad all week long. Right? I, I just want to just snooze. I'm just like, yeah, I wonder what would happen if I if I just turned the alarm off, and woke up around 930 and got here. Like, <laughs> what would happen? I don't know, right? There'd be no signs on the street. There'd be all these other things. But, but it, you know, I feel just like you. I'm just a human being, too. But then I remembered, God, you have a vision for this valley. God, you have a vision for your people. I was telling our staff this morning, I said, you guys, I, I imagine a day because of the move of the Holy Spirit in this house, And what God will do in this place, that pastors will try to take the day off just so they can come here and get filled up. Are you with me? Because I believe that this is going to be the epicenter of what God wants to do. Not because I'm all that in a bag of chips. Don't hear me the wrong way. There's smarter pastors out there, you know. Right? You visited them. They're smarter. They're more intelligent. I'm not saying I'm dumb, but I'm telling you there's smarter people out there. There's more anointed people out there. But I believe the Holy Spirit has a purpose for this place Right here, right now. He's building his church. Somebody say built. Built. Come on, he's building his church. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 5 says, After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We are only God's servants through whom you believed the good news. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. Verse 6, I planted the seeds in your hearts and Apollos watered it, and it was God who made it grow. Verse 7. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. Verse 8: The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose, and both will be rewarded for their hard work. For we are both God's workers, and you are God's field. You are God's building. Did you see? Did you see that part? You are God's building. Hmm. You are God's building. You know, I went to look up that word to that building. You are God's building. You know, this kind of, kind of is that how you hear it too, right? You are God's building. We're not talking about a building. We're talking about the church. You are God's building. Are you with me? And as I went and read that word, it actually meant something a little bit different. I looked it up in in, in the in the Greek, and and in the, the the Greek word is dome. Can we say that to together? Oikodome. Oikodome. It means making more able of building up, edification, and strengthening. You are God's building. He's building you. He's building his church. Are you with me today? He's building his church. Oh, my gosh, there's going to be a day where we can't get enough chairs in this place, get enough. Get, this, get the curtains pushed far enough to the side to get people in here so that they can hear what God says that they are. But he's building his church. He's building you. He's building me. We are his church. Amen? Amen. Are you ready this morning? Are you still excited? Come on. Come on. Here's here's point number one. We'll see if you're, or point number two. We'll see if you're still excited. We build his church through sacrifice. Ooh, ooh, come on, somebody. We build his church through sacrifice. Let's go back to 1 Peter 2, verse 5. And you are living stones that God is building into a spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priests. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. Come on. Now, let me tell you something. I know part of waking up this valley is getting us out of a consumer mentality. Now, how do most of us, me included, how do most of us pick a church? We go to a church and we see if we like all the programs. We see if it like the way that it feels. Is this the kind of worship I like? Is 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 do they do they do they greet me the way that I like when I come in, right? Is is it what I've what I wanted? Is it like my old church at the state that I moved here from, right? Come on, right? And and we're looking for something that we we're like it's like going to a restaurant, right? And you're looking for that restaurant where you does anybody know what a Monte Cristo is? I was introduced to the Monte Cristo by one of my staff sergeants in the Marine Corps. He said, I'm going to take you to this place. I'm going to give you what I call the filthy guilt nugget. Yeah, I was like, what is it's like a donut sandwich with with raspberry preserves. And I tell you what, when I go to a restaurant I've never been to before and flip through and I see the Monte Cristo, they serve them. They serve the filthy guilt nugget. (laughs) I get so excited. But that's how we treat church, you guys. We go to church and we're looking for that thing in the menu. Hey, do they do what I want them to do? Can I tell you something? That's not how God's church was built. God's church is built when each person comes in and brings their gifts to the temple. Are you with me? Are you with me? Somebody say, our gifts for his glory. Our gifts for his glory. Our gifts for his glory. Come on. It's our purpose that brings the purpose of heaven to earth. Can I tell you something? We're not here just to get our ears tickled every single week just to feel good about things. Oh, I like the way I got greeted. I didn't like the way I got greeted. I, I like the way kids' ministry ran. I don't like the way kids' ministry. Come on, you guys. Listen, building the church is us being the church. Are you with me? One of the things I love to do is go out and do outreach. Now, I'll tell you this. We have not even been a church for two years yet. In September, we'll be two years old. Congratulations. You're almost you're almost starting potty training. Are you with me? <laughs> almost there. I've, I've got a two-year-old that he, he like decides one day he wants to do it. The other day he doesn't want to do it. We're almost to potty training. But here's what we've done. In the first year, last year, 2020, in the middle of COVID, in the middle of doing church in a parking lot. Oh, we lost so many families doing a church in a parking lot. They're like, oh, I don't have anywhere for my two-year-old to go. What am I going to do? I'm like, I have a two-year-old, too. I have to show up every week. Come on. In the middle of doing church in a parking lot, we did more, just over $60,000 of ministry in that one year. Not operations, not my paycheck, not paying the bills, not insurance, ministry, just ministry, $60,000 in one year. Can I tell you what we've done so far the first quarter of this year? $60,000 just in the first quarter of this year. I haven't gotten reports back yet for the second quarter, but I know it's more than that. I know that it's more than that. Just, I mean, just from youth camp alone. <laughs> the ministry we get to do. Listen, when, when we get tired, I get tired. Are you with me? I get tired. I get exhausted. I, I, where are my dads at? We got some dads in the house? Did mom ever leave for a week? Pray for me. Are you praying for me right now? I need your prayers, you guys. Chelsea gets back tomorrow. I got to still have them alive. By the time she gets back tomorrow. Right? Right? Oh, I get tired. You get tired. But you know what? When I'm putting another sign out and it won't go in the ground or the darn thing breaks as I'm trying to put it out there, you know what I'm going? Build your church. Build your church. Come on, God. you got a vision for this place. I'll oh, get this thing in the ground. Come on. Right? When you pick up another, another chair, when you up on, when you put up these curtains, we're thinking about, wait a minute, this is a church that we can go out and do ministry instead of just be comfortable. Are you with me? Are you with me? I've got people in here that, that, uh, they were a part of a church that put all the money into the building and they couldn't do the ministry they wanted to do. They served, they put their hearts out. And then I, I, I put a little bug in there when we first came together and I said, Hey, imagine doing what you do, but take $10,000 with you. And they said, what do you mean? I can't even imagine that. You know, when, when we get a call from Mexico and they say, hey, we, 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 we've got this, this oven. They didn't even call for that. We just pulled it out. We went up, we went up there and I saw this kid walk go underneath the oven and, and to, to light the pilot light. I'm like, this is a bomb waiting to go off. And I said, let's get you a new oven. And they looked at me like, oh, that's cute. Like, churches always say that until they know how much a commercial oven costs. I said, let us get you a new oven. And he's like, okay, so we went and found a used one. He said he found a used one for $1,000. He's like, Pastor, hey, I found this used one. I'm like, you already have a used one. I don't need to get you a used one. What does a new one cost? And he said, well, if we really got everything we wanted, it would cost us about $3,500. Well, this cr- church is crazy. This church is crazy. Are you with me? I, I did one offering and we, we raised $5,500 in that one day. That didn't have to go to a building or a lease. It didn't have to go to paying my salary. It didn't have to go to anything else, operations, right? When we, when we get new equipment, I mean, how many keyboards have we bought now? I think two. Like, I mean, it's just like they, they get, but we've gotten to do ministry. We get to build the church because building the church isn't building the building. Building the church is building the person who's down and out right now, who's going through a hard time right now. Listen, there's people in here that have received the blessings of God from this place because we build the church that's building the people. Not building the building. Are you with me? When you build the people, the building will come. Listen, I, I've been a part of churches. Now, some of you think I'm crazy. You're just like, whoa, what in the world? But I've been a part of churches where you finance your way to, to reaching people. That's not biblical. Do you know that? It's not biblical. It says, the Bible says, oh, no man, nothing. I will tell you that our church is completely debt free. We have no debt. Yes. Zero debt. And past that, I mean, with all the crazy, I mean, just in the last what is it, uh, fifteen months of doing ministry—that's 120 grand until I get the next next thing for after June stuff comes out, and I get to see what happened in the last quarter. 120 thousand dollars of ministry, and we're not even two years old. Do you understand what building the church looks like? I'm preaching to the choir. I know that, but here's the thing, guys: we, if we have a vision. To see what God is going to do. And it's not about me. Come on. Somebody say it's not about me. It's not about me. It's, somebody say it's bigger than me. It's bigger than me. If you go and listen to that song, she at the very end, she starts just kind of going off in worship. She says, it's bigger than us. It's bigger than us. It's bigger than us. Oh, that's all I could think about. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than my comfortability. It's bigger than how I feel today. Somebody's life is on the line right now, and Jesus gave his life so that they could be free. If I'm going to be a punk and sit here and go, this isn't comfortable, let's make this more comfortable, I'm going to tell you right now that's not the goal. Are you with me, church? I've just about knocked about every person who does not want to go and work harder out of here right now. They're watching online going, I'm glad I didn't show up today in person. He's going to do a whole series on this, dear God. Listen, I just believe so much in what God said. Now listen, it doesn't even matter how much I believe in what God said. He believes in what he said. He believes in what he said. Can I tell you, sometimes character, character doesn't always. First Peter 2, going on to verse 6. It says, as the scriptures say, I am placing a cornerstone in Jerusalem. Chosen for great honor. And anyone who trusts in him will not be disgraced. Come on. Come on. I've been disgraced by people and blessed them anyway. Blessed them anyway. I knew they wouldn't receive the blessing from me, so I gave it to somebody else to give to them. And they go, wow, this is amazing. Who gave this to you? You don't want to know. You don't want to know. Because if you knew, you wouldn't receive it. And they're like, no, no, no. This is bothering me. Like, Let me know what, who gave this blessing to you to give to me. He said, Pastor Justin did. Why? Because he loves you and he wants you to be plugged into God's church and who God has for you. Come on, somebody. Somebody say character. Character wins out, you guys. Verse 7, yes, you who trust him recognize the honor God has given him. But for those who reject him, the stone that the builders rejected and now become the cornerstone, and he is the stone that makes people stumble. Oh, that kind of tripped me up, I'll be honest with you. He's the stone that makes people stumble, the rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they don't obey God's word. And so they meet the fate that was planned for them. Now, I I gotta be honest with you. This little section of scripture tripped me up big time. I'm like, wait a minute. like, Like the whole thing we built Living Stones Church on is like verse five right there. And then we get into verse six, and this is what I'm getting. Like this is the stone that trips people up, like makes them fall, and this is what was planned for them. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, this is the same God? Are you kidding? Does anybody get bothered by that? Like, oh, you know, this is what I don't like about church. Like, God's tripping people up. He had that planned for them. I had to go look this up a little bit more, dive a little bit deeper. The word planned right there, like, because I was like, man, he planned this for them? The word planned is is the uh, Greek word tithma. Say tithma. 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 It means to set or put in a new position or to bring about a new arrangement. Tithma. You know what I figured out? God didn't plan for them to fail or to fall. If you go back, it says they stumble because they do not obey God's word. Our obedience is what positions us for God's blessing. Are you with me? Our obedience See, our God is a good God. He's a good father. He has good gifts for his children. He wants to bless you beyond the, your wildest dreams. But here's the thing. The problem is, is, our disobedience. We seek comfort rather than purpose. Are you with me? Oh, my goodness. Do we want to change a valley? Do we want to change a region? Listen, you guys. I believe that God wants to change a region. I believe that the kingdom of heaven wants to hit earth right here. And I want to be the craziest, most gnarly church that will go out and believe God at his word that says we are well able to take the land. Are you with me? Are you one of those one or two spies that says, hey, I, I saw the giants, I saw that stuff, but God said, then I believe. Are you with me? I believe. And you know what? I'm going to believe enough for, for Access Church right next door. I'm going to believe enough for, for for all these other churches that are going to come into our valley. I'm going to believe enough that... that, that, that Anybody ever heard the the saying, you can't push a wet noodle? Never heard that? You have to pull it. If you push it, it just doesn't work the same way. You ever, you think about that? Like pushing that noodle, like across the table, it just kind of scrunches up. But if you want to, if you want to move that noodle, you got to pull it. Does that make sense? Are you with me? Somebody say, pull the noodle. Yeah, this is the best church you've ever been to right there. That's, that's theologically sound. Pull the noodle. You create a pull anybody ever watch the comet go across the sky? It's Pretty cool, right? You ever see that, what's, what's floating behind the comet? The tail of a comet? Do you know what that is? It's the stuff that it, it just drives right by. It creates such a pull. It creates a pull as this comet is flowing through space. All of a sudden, all the stuff that's just stagnant and sitting there and just kind of like bored in the middle of space, this comet creates a suction and it pulls it right behind them. Does that make sense? This church... Is going to be the comment that God uses in this area. I'm telling you right now, I'm prophesying. I'm speaking it right now that God is going to use this place to take stagnant churches that have been sitting and being dormant, just trying to make sure they put the right cookies out and make the right programs for people to go, oh, I like this one. It kind of feels like the one I used to go to. I'm done being the church that everybody used to go to. Are you with me? Is anybody with me? Am I the, cra- I'll do it by myself. That's fine, but I want I just believe God at his word. I believe God at his word. He is tired of watching the Western church do what it's like. You think COVID is an accident? God knew it was coming. You know how many churches that are 10 years older than us, 20 years older than us that broke down during COVID? We grew like crazy. Why? Because we are crazy. It takes crazy faith to believe God for what he wants to do Next. So many people are still living in 1985 saying, Kumbaya, my Lord. Right? And we're sitting in there. There's nothing wrong with hymns. Don't get me wrong. I hope we pull some hymns out every once in a while. But I'm telling you right now, God's doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? That's what he's teaching us right now. Oh, man, I know I'm offending people today. Oh, goodness gracious. I mean, let's see how many people put angry faces online today. (laughs) Lord Jesus, where are my angry faces at? There it is. I'm going to put one right there. There we go. Angry face, angry face, angry face. Just get it started. Because you know what? I think that God is angry with our complacency. God is angry with our complacency. He's like, they don't get saved by the cookies. They don't get saved by by these programs. They're not going to see the fullness of who I am. They're just looking for more comfort. And I know I'm asking a lot because God asks a lot of me. I'm asking you to get uncomfortable, to be the church. Are you ready? I know this feels like a family meeting. I feel like I should just sit down on the chair. And we're having a family meeting. You ever have family meetings? I'm having a family meeting. Something needs to change. Something needs to shift. But I just believe that God wants to do something in this place that's not been done, in this area. Now I've seen it all over the world. I've seen a move of God. I've seen people get healed just from walking into a room. And I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing it like this. I'm tired of seeing consumers and trying to, trying to fit a consumer mentality. Are you ready to serve church? Are you ready to build the church? Because when you put a, sh- a chair out, that's, that's another person that can be changed and transformed. When we show up at 7 o'clock in the morning to set up this church next week, because we're tearing down today. We're tearing down today so that they can wax the floors. We're tearing down today. But you know what? We're going to build the church again next week. And we're going to build it again the week after that. And we're going to build it again the week after that. And God's going to go, they are faithful with that. And so you know what? Here's the land. Here's the building. Here's the blessing. I've watched God do some crazy stuff. Have we not watched God do some crazy stuff? Some crazy, I mean, to think of a, a, not even a two-year-old church giving away $20,000. You guys are nuts. You know that? You actually want to see a move of God. You actually do. It's amazing to me. This is a tiny church that everyone says won't work because it's too much work. It's too hard. It's not too hard. When Jesus picked up that cross and he walked up to the to the hill and he said, they're worth it. I say the same thing when I'm pushing out... The,